You are now listening to the Nicole Gonzalez podcast with me, your host, Nicole Gonzalez. For more information, you can find me at NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Nicole Gonzalez. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And while you're at it, feel free to go in and give it a rating and review however you listen to the show. Because the more positive reviews that we get, the more the platform shares the show with people who have never heard of it. So if you've ever gotten anything from the show, if you've ever learned anything, I would really appreciate it if you would do that. Okay, so a very exciting news. Some of you, if you follow me on social, then you probably already saw this on my story. But last weekend, I ran a marathon. More importantly, I ran a marathon without training for it. You guys, that was like one of the craziest things I've ever done. And it was very ambitious of me. I know that. But I did it for a few reasons. So one, I wanted to do it for my sister. So I have always been into running. If you guys have known me for a while, especially in person, then you know I love to run. I just, it's a huge, it's like therapy. It's almost like going to church. It's a huge stress reliever for me. It relieves my anxiety. I always feel better. So I love to run. But I've never, ever, ever had a running partner. And this year I've been so busy between the kids and between my career and like building this show and everything that we've been doing. So I've kind of taken a step back from running. And of course, this happens to be the year that my sister wants to train for a marathon. So I have run a marathon before. I did it about five years ago, pre-kids when I had a lot more time. And I knew the feeling of doing it by myself. Because you get to the finish line, it's like this huge accomplishment But then I had nobody to really understand the experience that I just went through. I had nobody to share that with. And so I wanted to do it with my sister. It's a day she's going to remember for the rest of her life. So I wanted to do it in support of her, but I also wanted to run it with her so that we both remembered it. And yeah, so she asked me about a month ago if I wanted to do it. And I was like, no, (laughs) I was totally stuck on it, but I ended up jumping in because of a very specific reason. Outside of wanting to support her, there was, I guess I'll say two other reasons that I did it. So the second one was because I really wanted to practice the art of letting go of the outcome because I am very results driven. And when I am working towards something, I have a very specific goal and what that goal should look like. And I really, really wanted to work towards something and not put pressure on myself to finish with this desired outcome. And so like for what I'm talking about in particularly, last time I ran a marathon, I put this pressure on myself that I had to finish within four hours. And so this time I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put pressure on myself to finish at a certain time. I'm just going to do it and enjoy this beautiful run. And it was a beautiful run. Like the 
the marathon gods rained down and gave us an 80 degree day, which was a little hot actually, but the sun was out. It was beautiful. We were on the trails next to the Delaware river. It was absolutely beautiful. And I just wanted to enjoy that. And I wanted to enjoy my peace. I had a couple hours away from the kids and just go for a run and like be in my thoughts. And that's always my happy place when I can be on the trails and kind of do my own thing. And I just wanted to, yeah, really enjoy that. So I didn't want to put pressure on myself to finish at a certain time. And I just wanted to let go of the outcome. And then the very last reason why I did it, and this might be the biggest reason of all, but I'm going to be honest, the idea of running a marathon without training scared the shit out of me. And after years of working on myself, one of the things that I've come to learn is that when we fear something, then that's the thing we have to do. Because when we overcome that fear, then those are the moments when we experience growth. So I knew I had to do it. Once my sister asked me and I realized I was procrastinating on answering her because I was scared as hell of running the marathon, I was like, I got to do it. I have to do it. So yeah, I was totally terrified, scared the shit out of me. And I did it anyway because I didn't want that fear to control me. And guess what? I did it. I survived. I didn't let my fears win. And now I'm creating this episode to talk to you guys about fears. I want to talk about where they come from, and I want to talk about how to overcome your fears in order to live the life of your dreams. Because now I'm able to walk around for the rest of my life saying that I ran a marathon without training for it, which I feel really proud of myself for. And I know that might not be all of your goals, but I do know that most of us are consumed with fears and we let our fears consume our life and hold us back from chasing our dreams. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So to understand your fears and how to overcome them, you first have to know where they come from. And I'm going to give you a personal example so you know and you can see how fears are born. About 10 years ago now, a friend of mine shared with me an article that he had read about a rattlesnake in a toilet. And he went on to say that this was a common thing down in Texas or Florida or one of those Southern states. And then I went and read the article for myself. And then for the next five years, probably, especially in the middle of the night, I was constantly checking the toilet to make sure There were no rattlesnakes in my toilet going to bite me when I sat down to pee. And let me assure you, I live in New Jersey, so it is very unlikely that there would ever be a rattlesnake in my toilet, but I was terrified of this idea. This was a new fear that wasn't even my fear to begin with, but it was a fear that was born from someone else who was sharing an article that they had read. It was a fear that was spoken into me. And these kinds of things happen all the time. In fact, there are only two real fears that are built into the human circuitry. There's the fear of falling and there's the fear of loud noises. 
So if somebody is about to fall or they feel like they're tripping or they feel like there's like this movement where they're going to fall down, their body instinctively, their arms fly back or reaches out and it prevents them from hitting the ground. Their hands jut out and breaks the fall. And that is our inherent fear of falling. And then in addition, there's the fear of loud noises. So when we hear a loud bang, we will get nervous. We will be curious, especially with babies, because babies feel that inherent fear within them. If they hear fireworks going off or if they hear something really loud and scary from far away, they will start crying. Every other fear is a learned behavior. Every other fear that you have right now that's preventing you from living the life of your dream is a learned fear. So I want you to think about the fears that are holding you back. Is it rejection? Is it the fear of not being worthy enough? Is it the fear of being unlovable? Is it the fear of not being pretty enough or thin enough? Like what is the fear that's holding you back? Do you think you're going to look silly or stupid if you make a move or if you try to chase your dream? Right now, I want you to take a moment and identify what the fear is in your life that's holding you back before moving on in this episode. So the next question I have for you is this. Where did you learn that fear? Where did it come from? Where did you learn the fear of rejection or the fear of failure or the fear of success or the fear of snakes? Your fear, where did you learn the fear of whatever it is that's holding you back? Snakes probably aren't the thing that's holding you back, by the way, but I think you get what I mean. So if we were to categorize your fears, there are three categories that I consider. There are your innate ones, which those are the ones that I just mentioned, which is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And then there are your primal fears, which is actual danger, your primal instincts. If you were living in the Amazon and you came across a crocodile, your body is going to start sweating and you're going to start shaking a little bit. You're going to feel this adrenaline rush and you're going to think of fight or flight, right? Those are your natural instincts that you're actually not born with, by the way. That's why your innate fears, you only have two of them. These natural instincts about how to respond to a crocodile is developed over time. And then there are your intellectual fears, right? So you have your innate fears, your primal fears, and then your intellectual fears. Your intellectual fears are the fears that are in our mind. That's the fear of rejection. That's the fear of success. That's the fear of failure. And somebody who is living in the Amazon, and I know this from personal experience, I have backpacked into the Amazon a couple of times actually, and I spent a week in the Peruvian Amazon, literally living in these little huts, and I slept in one of those swings, and there was macaws everywhere, and there were caimans everywhere, and Capybaras everywhere. Like there were animals all around us. And we slept for a week in these little huts and I slept in swings. And it was really incredible. And the people that I met there had absolutely no concept of a fear of rejection. 
or a fear of failure or a fear of success or any of those intellectual fears that we can think of because they are constantly exposed to real danger. So they live with these primal fears, but I'm going to be honest with you, they're exposed to it so often on a regular basis that they don't really feel that primal fear anymore. One of the activities that we did while we were in the Peruvian Amazon was to go fishing for piranhas. Do you guys have any idea how terrified I was? They brought us to a specific opening in a river where piranhas were everywhere. And then they told us to go walk through the water and fish for piranhas. Our toes were just above the water. We were like kind of sinking in because the mud was, you know, we're heavy and there was mud and we we're kind of like walking over this mud bridge that jutted out over the water. And our feet were probably about an inch into the water. And there were piranhas everywhere. I was horrified. Like if we had fallen in, I would have been attacked by piranhas. And the people that led us there, our guides, they were walking around barefoot. They had no problem just hopping in and out of the water, telling us where to stand and where to go and how to catch a piranha. And there was also caimans everywhere. We took a boat. This was another day. This was outside of the, I think the day either before the piranha trip, but they had taken us on a night boat. And the purpose of this night tour was to find the Caymans because the Caymans have these little glowing eyes that would pop up all over the water. So we were in this little makeshift rickety boat going down the water filled with people, by the way, and there were Caymans everywhere. Again, I'm sitting here shaking like a leaf. I'm terrified. And then there's people who live in the Amazon. They're constantly exposed to this type of danger jumping in the water, wrestling with caimans, and pull it, he pulled a caiman on the boat to show us. And he's just holding on to the caiman snout and letting everybody take pictures with him and pet the caiman. And there was no fear at all because he's constantly exposed to that fear. Research actually shows that being frightened isn't a bad thing. In fact, it's been a survival mechanism for humans for millions of years. And these studies show we can overcome some of our fears by continued exposure to them. By constantly exposing ourselves to fear, whether it's being in the Amazon and being surrounded by caimans or being surrounded by snakes or being surrounded by piranhas under your feet, or that's an extreme example, but even if it's a more Americanized example where it's watching horror movies or being scared of spiders or trying sports, trying something new, trying to run a race, running in a marathon, like research shows that continued exposure to these things that scare us, these fears that inherently scare us, that our tolerance will grow the more we are exposed to them. There's a fantastic book by Ryan Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way. And it's about this exact topic, that the thing that you think is holding you back can actually be an opportunity 
and not just an obstacle preventing you from living your dreams. So my best advice to you is to do the thing that terrifies you because that's where you're going to see the most growth. However, for the purpose of this episode, and because I want to be your friend, Nicole, I also want to give you some tangible advice because I know just hearing me say, go do the thing is not always very helpful. So I'm going to give you guys four tangible tips that will help you to overcome your current fears. So number one, I want you to identify what it is that you really want. Because most of us don't even know what it is that we want. We're just consumed by so much fear that we don't do anything. So the first step is to forget about the fear entirely and figure it out what it is that you want. So like actually think about it right now, right? Do you want to ask somebody on a date? Do you want a new healthy relationship? Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to change careers? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to start a nonprofit? Like figure out, identify the thing that you desperately want and determine why you want to do that thing. Your why, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but your why should be really, really powerful. Like know exactly why you want this thing to come to fruition, because if your reason behind why you want this thing to happen is strong enough, then you're not going to let the fear control you. If you don't have a clear vision of what you want, then I'm going to encourage you to have some fun, take an hour to yourself, maybe pour yourself a glass of wine, pull out some old magazines and make yourself a vision board. Go have a wine arts and crafts night. That sounds really fun. Actually, I've totally done that before. I don't know if you want to do that, but I've done it and I loved it. But if you can't paint a picture of the thing that you want in your mind, you need to be able to visualize it. So you need to actually physically create it. And if you can visually see it, whether it's in your mind, it's on a piece of paper, it's on a big cardboard, you will be more likely to keep working toward that dream when you visualize it. And then you're not going to be broken when you encounter your fears. You're not going to back down. You're not going to give up or just shy away from it. You're going to keep working towards it because you can identify and visualize what you're working toward and you have a why that's really strong and say, this is why I'm working toward it. So tip number one, identify what it is that you want. Tip number two, imagine the worst case scenario. So for me personally, before I get on stage and speak, the worst case scenario for me is forgetting the words. Like I prepare a talk before I get up and I speak to a crowd of people. And the worst case scenario is forgetting all the words I've prepared. So I try to have a backup plan prepared for that. Can I make a joke out of it in the moment? Can I have a joke prepared for when that happens? And I literally envision myself being in that situation. I close my eyes, I pretend to be in a front of an audience, and I pretend to forget my words, right? And I feel my heart beating fast. I feel my hands get clammy. And I grab the notes that I have put aside and I run through them real quick to get me back on track. And if in the moment I have the ability to, I'll crack a joke about how I've forgotten my words. And then as soon as I get to the point where I'm in my speech and I remember through my notes where I was, I get back on track. And that's it, easy enough, right? Imagine the worst case scenario and put yourself in those shoes. Put yourself in that situation. If you can envision the absolute worst case scenario and you realize once you get through it, you're still alive, you've survived, you've done it, 
then you're going to be fine in reality when you actually encounter that moment, if you actually encounter that moment, because it's only your imagination. You might not actually ever encounter the worst case scenario. So imagining it helps you get through it, right? For me, that's it. It's easy. The more I envision the worst case scenario, the more I can chase the fear away. Because when it happens in real life, if it happens in real life, I know what to do. I've already done it. I've already experienced this. I've done this before. I know how to handle it. So tip number two is to imagine the worst case scenario. Tip number three, look at the evidence that's out there. If there's something you want to do, I promise you, actually, I should say, I hate to break it to you, but you're not inventing the wheel here. Someone has done it before, which is amazing. Someone's done the thing that you want to do before. That means it's possible. It can be done. And I encourage you to find those people. They're probably on social media right now. I'm willing to bet that there are at least 100 books, at least 100 books of biographies where people have already done the thing that you want to do. And they probably wrote in words exactly how they did it. There's probably a step-by-step manual on how to do it right now. So look at all the evidence that's out there. Find those people, read their books. If they're alive, follow them on social media if they inspire you. If they don't inspire you, then don't follow them. But I imagine if they're doing the thing you want to do, they're going to inspire you. So follow them and consume all of the evidence that says you can do it. A couple of weeks ago, I posted on my social media page uh, a topic about what you focus on is what you get back. And in the post, I said, if you go to Google right now and you type in, is wine good for your heart? A bunch of articles are going to pop up about how wine is good for your heart. But if you go to Google and you type in, is wine bad for your heart? Then a bunch of articles are going to pop up about how wine is bad for your heart. And the point of that exercise is to show you that what you focus on is what you get back. So if you look for the evidence that says your goals can be accomplished, let's say you want to run a marathon. If you want to run a marathon, you need to look at all the people who have run a marathon. Stop taking advice from the people who have never done it. So what you focus on is what you get back. If you continue to tell yourself, you can't do it, I can't do it, and then you seek out advice from people who've never done it, and then you listen to all the voices that say you can't achieve that or it's impossible, then that's what's going to happen. It's going to be impossible because you're not going to believe you can do it and you're not even going to try. So what you focus on is what you get back. Consume all the evidence that says you can do it. So number three, look at the evidence that's out there. And finally... Tip number four is to reward yourself for doing the hard thing. For real. You guys, life is hard. Encouraging yourself to do hard things is even harder, right? You need to reward yourself. I 1 million percent rewarded myself after finishing the marathon. Immediately afterwards, I went out and had a beer. And I promised myself you can take at least two weeks off of exercising. Give yourself a very well-needed break. Rest, relax, do some writing, do some reading. And I was so excited for that because I'm usually somebody who's very active. So the fact that I was allowing myself to just really relax and enjoy and read a book, like I was so excited for that. And on top of that, I booked a facial a few days later. 
And I thought a facial was the perfect way to really depress and unwind and let my body recover from doing a strenuous activity. So if there is something that terrifies you and you choose to lean into that fear and do it anyway, then you need to be rewarding yourself for it. It is hard work to be self-disciplined and to do the challenging things. Treat yourself to something. Go to a facial, treat yourself to a massage, go on a, a beautiful hike outside if you like nature, to go out to a restaurant, buy yourself a meal, read a new book, go to the movies. Like, I don't know what your thing is, but you should absolutely be rewarding yourself for the hard things that you choose to do. Because remember, this is all a choice. Overcoming your fears is a choice. We all have fears, but we all decide what we do with them. Do we choose to move forward and face our fears anyway, or do we choose to let our fears control us? And so if you choose to face your fears and overcome them, then you should 1000% reward yourself for doing it. Especially if it's a physical activity, I highly, highly encourage giving yourself a massage afterwards or going to the spa, doing something that physically rewards your body for doing a physically strenuous activity. So those are my four tips today, guys. Number one, identify what it is that you want. Number two, imagine the worst case scenario. Number three, look at the evidence that's out there and consume the evidence that says you can because what you focus on is what you get back. And number four, reward yourself for doing the hard things. So that is all I've got for you guys today. And I really hope this episode was helpful to some of you. If there is a goal or a dream that's been on your mind and you guys have been kind of living in fear of chasing that dream, I really hope this episode encourages you to take the first step and to go start chasing your dreams. And if you know somebody else, a friend, a, a parent, a coworker, a family member, you know somebody else who has goals and they're not chasing them either, would you do me a favor and send this to them? I really, really think that we all need to start doing a better job of prioritizing our dreams and actually taking action to chase them. And I want to help you guys do that. So I would really appreciate it if you shared it with the people around you. Okay, that's all I got for today. Another episode will be out in just a few days. Until then, I love you guys, and I'm on this journey with you. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, please, please, please share it with someone you love, someone you care about. My goal is always to help people to make them feel loved and special and cared for and connected with. So if this episode helped you in any way, let's keep spreading all those good vibes. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Gonzalez Writes or my website at the exact same thing, <laughs> NicoleGonzalezWrites.com. And remember, you guys, I love you and I will see you next week.